Do not be afraid. Jesus is risen, just as he promised. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, these words are spoken on Easter morning by an angel to the women who went to anoint the body of Jesus but found an empty tomb. This empty tomb and the resurrection of Christ to which it points is the foundation of our Easter hope. Emptiness leading to fullness. Death leading to new life. And if Christ is risen, then we who believe in Christ share in his resurrection. No matter how bad things get, no matter how much the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, as the expression goes, we can live in hope. Consider Paul's words to the Colossians in the second reading today. If you have been raised up to new life in Christ, you must seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at God's right hand. Set your minds on what is of God, for you have died, and your life is now hidden with God in Christ, sharing in his glory. With everything going on in the world, in our lives, in our church, in this parish, how will we celebrate Easter this year? Here at St. Willibrod, we're still reeling, grieving from the sudden and shocking loss only last week of Father Robert Astley, a beloved pastor, and also a beloved husband, father, brother, and friend. What does it mean for all of us at this time in history? to proclaim to the world that we have died with Christ, that we have risen with Christ, that we live in Christ, and that we are members of his risen body, that we share in his glory. We don't have to look too far to see the suffering body of Christ all around us. We meet Christ in our families and among our friends and co-workers. We meet Christ in our parish, our neighborhood, our city streets. We meet him in the isolation of those who are hospitalized, elderly, homebound, those who struggle to make ends meet in these difficult economic times. And we meet him in the suffering people of so many lands, of Ukraine, of Palestine and Yemen, of South Sudan and Iran, of Myanmar and so many countries, vulnerable, invaded, bombed, uprooted, displaced, hungry or fearful. And we meet him in those whose faith remains strong, even in times of pain and adversity, convinced that as they are united with Christ in his cross, so too will they rise with Christ to new and abundant life. So friends, to celebrate Easter is to remember that no matter how much death and destruction seem to have their day, we share in a promise, Christ's promise of renewal, restoration, rebirth, the victory won by his resurrection. At Easter, we celebrate that the Father who raised up Jesus from death fulfills our hope of a life beyond death and that God will not leave us alone. Which means that we are a people of hope. In a recent blog post, Father James Martin wrote, Easter hope knows that even in the worst of situations, even at the darkest times, God is still powerfully at work. 
And even if we can't see it clearly at the time, God is there. The disciples' fear after Good Friday is understandable. We know how the story turned out. We know that Jesus rose from the dead and that God is with us and that nothing will be impossible for God. To be a people of hope is to be on the lookout for signs of new life right around the corner. Because change is always possible, because renewal is always waiting, and because hope is never dead. The Synoptic Gospels all report the Easter story in more or less the same way. Women disciples arrive at an empty tomb, angels tell them Jesus is not there, and they're sent off to report the good news to the apostles. And the initial reaction tends to be disbelief. They treat the women's report as an idle tale. Now, John's Gospel, which we proclaim on Easter morning, tells the story from another perspective, that of Mary Magdalene. After finding the stone rolled away, Mary runs to tell Peter and John. They find the empty tomb, they look in, they see the cloths, but then they go home. They don't tell anybody. They've seen an empty tomb, but they've not yet experienced the resurrection. They were still in Holy Saturday. It, didn't, it had not yet become Easter Sunday for them. And perhaps that's not surprising. Jesus' disciples were traumatized by the events surrounding his passion and death. Shock, grief, confusion, disconnection, even guilt at the awareness they had betrayed, denied, and abandoned Jesus in his hour of need. That it should have been hard for them to believe, that it would have taken some time before the good news of the resurrection sank in for them, is pretty realistic. As it is for us, with the memories of the pandemic still fresh, can't we all relate to wanting more than just words about an empty tomb, but a full experience of the resurrection, a physical, face-to-face, mask-free encounter with the risen Christ? Perhaps more than ever before, we understand now what it is to long to meet someone, to speak with them, to see their face, to touch and embrace them after a long separation. This is where Mary Magdalene and her faith can be an inspiration for us. One of my favorite scenes in the first season of The Chosen, the hit TV series based on the life of Jesus, which I recommend highly, is when she testifies to Nicodemus after, healing, after her healing and redemption. Before, I was one way, and now I am completely different. And what happened in between was him. So yes, I will know him for the rest of my life. Mary, who had loved Jesus so much, who had experienced his healing and redemption, his mercy and forgiveness, was the first to meet Jesus, to hear him call her by her name, Mary. And she's then sent by Jesus as an apostle to the apostles. She is sent to bear witness to the good news that not only was Jesus' tomb empty, but that Jesus, their Lord and Master, was indeed fully alive. I have seen the Lord, she proclaims. It took a while for the message to catch on, but luckily those women did not give up. They overcame their fears, they refused to be silenced by the disbelief of others, and they continued to bear witness that Christ was risen. Just as we, in our turn, must, even in the face of disbelief, or ridicule, or indifference, bear witness to our faith in the risen Christ. We must go. People must know. 
Eventually, so many others met and saw and touched the risen Jesus for themselves, and word began to spread, and people came to believe the good news that Jesus was alive, that death had been conquered by life, that a way to salvation had been opened. And the rest, as they say, is history. Jesus ascended to the Father. He sent forth the promised Holy Spirit. And from the Pentecost experience, the church was born. No longer hiding away in upper rooms behind locked doors, Jesus' disciples were empowered to speak, and speak they did. With confidence, with conviction, they proclaimed God's great love, the healing power of forgiveness offered by Christ. And everywhere they went, they spread the message of his life and teaching, of his death and resurrection. They became a hope-filled people, spreading a message of faith, hope, and love. And we, my friends, are the bearers of that hope today. Has there ever been a time when the world was in greater need of hope? On this Easter Sunday, we celebrate with special solemnity what we celebrate here every Sunday, indeed every day, that we are called to live in an ongoing personal relationship with Christ, that we meet Christ each day in prayer, in service, in communion with others, in the secret of our hearts, in the wonderful gift of his word and his sacramental presence in the Eucharist. In Jesus, our risen Lord, we find the fulfillment of hope a dependable source of true joy and an inspiration to continue to work for the transformation of the world. This good news is not to be kept for ourselves, but to be lived and shared. In a few moments, Serge and Kimberly, Lori and Kenzie are going to be baptized, and we're going to renew with them the promises of our baptism. Beatrice, Alea, and Hervé will then join Serge and Kimberly for the anointing of confirmation, and Stella will join Corey and Kenzie in coming to the Lord's Eucharistic table for the first time. We live in a secular world which often either marginalizes our faith, dismisses it as irrelevant, or even treats it as dangerous. But we will embrace along with our candidates the call to live as an Easter people, that we have been baptized into Jesus' death and we share in his resurrection. We will live in hope free to grow, free to trust, free to live in Christ. For the risen Christ is our hope. He came to earth, he lived and taught, he healed and forgave, he suffered and died and rose again so that we might experience the fullness of his life and love. And this is the love which we are now being empowered and commissioned to go out and share with others as we bear witness to how Christ has transformed us and our lives. I was one way, and now I am different. And what happened in between was him. So let us go forth today from this church as spirit-filled witnesses to the power of the crucified and risen Lord to transform not only us, but through us, our broken world as we proclaim that Christ is risen, alleluia, truly he is risen, alleluia.